And there we are. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode one of Between the Seams. This is a podcast of yours truly, Jarrett Pell, and my co-host, Mr. Billy Fails. What's going on, you guys? Uh, we're really excited to be bringing you the first episode of this, uh, just kind of a place where we can all talk baseball uh, and connect with some fans out there and, and really just grow our own appreciation for the sport. We're both huge, huge baseball nerds. Um, got a huge love for the game stems from playing ourselves as well as being super fans of the sport for sure. So we're looking forward to, to getting to know and being a part of this community as well as beating the Rockies 50 to zero on MLB, the show every day, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yes. five. If you are getting into baseball, just stop by here. Whether you're a newcomer or an avid, we're going to be breaking down every story, every line. And right now, what's basically going on is the winter meetings. So we're going to be talking about that today. But before we kicked it off, um, me and Billy, we're just going to talk to you about how we came into, you know, being involved with baseball. Me and Billy used to play whenever we were younger. Um, And then growing up, we just kept playing. And then Billy, Billy was pretty good at doing this swimming thing and so he went and swam in college and um i stopped playing in high school but we were around it our whole lives grew up with it love it so we decided that we were going to bring y'all a podcast and just see where it goes but um winter uh winter winter meetings are going on right now out in california and mr bilster xander bogart signs for 11 years, $280 million with the Padres, leaving the Red Sox. That man got paid. He deserved it for sure. I mean, yeah. He's, shoot, career batting average, almost three, almost 300. And, I mean, he hits for power, almost hit 200 tanks in the MLB. This dude's a beast. But I just, I don't know. I 280 mil for 11 years, that's what, a little bit over, no, a little under, 28 million dollars a year mm-hmm. uh, a little lower aav i think than some people were expecting i think people were expecting like a shorter term uh, higher aav deal considering his age but um if you look at the kind of position the padres are in to me at least it makes sense from that angle alone um you're looking at a team that signed a, a huge young bat in juan soto um, presumably they're looking to keep him long-term and grow him with uh, Fernando Tatis. I see a lot of people somehow to me thinking that uh, this means Machado may opt out. Uh, I think this has no change on the fact that Machado is most likely going to retire a Padre. I mean, they love him. He's, he's kind of their Derek Jeter in a sense right now. Um, To me, this is easily one of the most impactful signings because you're looking at a lineup that outside of, I would say, probably first base, left field. um, I don't know how you, Jared, feel about uh, playoff Trent Grisham, um, but... Oh, dude was a beast. He was a beast, right? Um, He hasn't really shown that in the regular season, but we're looking at an offense with maybe two holes now three, three and a half holes if you really want to be a hater. Um, yeah. With some elite starting pitching, Joe Musgrove honestly could have been a Cy Young candidate, uh, genuinely one of the best pitchers in the National League. I, I think this was huge for them. I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, we've been saying it for 
honestly years in our friend group that the Padres are just so good, but they just find a way to sell their division. But I mean, they're finally starting to put it together, you know, nasty Joe on the mound. But uh, Josh Bell and Juan Soto, whenever they came over there from the Nationals, man, I know they slumped and they weren't necessarily what they were over there. And same with, uh, you know, Cassianos for the Phillies. Uh, whenever he got there, he had a down year. You think that Xander goes there and has a little bit of a down year? Do you think they accept him? I mean, they're already naming San Diego, Zan Diego. He's already, he hasn't even played a game for them yet. And he's already getting nicknames and changing the team's name. Um, I mean, well, first of all, perfect nickname. Like, let's be honest, right? And, oh, it's, it's <laughs> no other one is more fitting than that. No, and, and looking at... The, the way the guy came up, I'm, uh, you know, a uh, Latino player. Um, he kind of fits the culture of the team very well. Um, Petco is a hitter's park. Um, good wins out there very frequently. And, and he hits to all fields. I, I, I feel like this guy's going to get slotted in the two hole and absolutely get on base, um, play at least league average defense. I know some people like to knock his defense, but you also can't look at the numbers and, and acknowledge that he hasn't improved to become at least a league average shortstop. You know, defensive metrics are, are pretty strict at the shortstop position. Um, you have a guy like, I know we, people like to call him Tati six, right? But yeah. um, that's a tough position to play. And it's, it can be uh, weighed very heavy in the negative facets um, just for a few mistakes. So for him to be league average with an above on the defensive end with an above average bat, uh, like I said, he doesn't strike out. They need some guys like that, uh, especially considering that Soto's been slumping. We haven't quite seen a return to form for him. Um, most of their most of their big names are strikeout guys. So that, he's gonna he's gonna slide great into that lineup. Yeah, Josh Bell's either it's going 480 or Hurricane Force wins because I'm not making contact with it. But I really I wish Josh Bell the most success and in going into 2023 because he's one of my favorite players in the MLB. Dude's just a class act, plays hard, and he's a switch hitter. I mean, come who doesn't, on, who doesn't but, have a good switch? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, coming from your first baseman too. But do you think that? Xander takes over shortstop from Tatis, especially with a little bit of the like. What do you think the the Padres are doing with Tatis regarding the the negative PR that he's brought them with the whole steroid cholesterol popping, and you know, and him he's not even be able to play till what May June. He's still uh, serving his suspension. I know. So he does come back because they played through the playoffs. He comes back in April. Uh, funny enough. His uh, official start date is 420. Um, he's only got a 20-game suspension, I believe, less than three weeks. There's two things I want to touch on before that. Number one, Jared, I believe Josh Bell plays for the Cleveland Guardians now. Does he really? Yes. I'm, I believe, he got traded? I believe, yeah. Well, he was a free agent. And, and, oh, and the that's Guardi- right. And the Guardians picked him up. Um, so they still have a hole there. I don't know how much you believe in Luke Voigt as a Yankees fan. I do not. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he should be their guy. I think a team with that kind of money and with the kind of the kind of power they're trying to put together, we could very much see them trade for um, a first baseman when the season kicks off. I don't think there are any left on the market. Uh, but... Anyways, to answer your question, um, I, that, that I, makes that makes so much sense, though. Now, I, I was wondering why they were talking about Ken Xander play first base. And I was sitting there wondering, I'm like, 
what do you what do you mean they can play first base? Josh Bell plays first base. I forgot he was a free agent. Yeah, yeah, he, he got picked up by the Guardians. So they've got switch hitting corner infielders, which and Josh Bell's young. He he, he fits the vibe of that team. We can get to that in a I minute. I mean, yeah, though, but but but, but Naylor, rock a baby Naylor. He's gonna. He, I feel like you got to platoon that guy. We we saw him. Any lefty that came in, shut him down in the postseason and and regular season included. There was there was no left-handed at bats that that we saw him succeed in. So, um, I mean, yeah, but uh, just if if you're talking about you know getting more people to watch baseball, you know, and more entertaining. Whenever a dude hits a tank, or that one night he had like a five RBI night or something, stomped on home plate and just started screaming at all the fans like, "I want all the smoke!" The ninth inning, I want it all. Game time three run tank in the ninth, and then to take the lead against the White Sox in the White Sox home field uh, in the in the eleventh inning. That you're right. He's got the clutch gene. We've seen it. He's good for the sport for sure. Uh, sorry, I don't want to get too sidetracked because we were talking about both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what I would like to talk about because he's still on the market and uh, I am a fan of the Padres and what they're doing. I like quite a few players on that team. Um, Drixon Profar has not uh, signed with a team yet. He's still a free agent and he has some first base flexibility. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Jake Cronenworth can also play first base. And then you have a lefty first baseman. That's relatively beneficial. Um, yeah. I, I cannot see them sliding. Xander Bogarts didn't get paid all that money to play first base. He's going to be in the in the middle infield, um, probably with Hassan Kim. Um, I do believe yeah. that the Padres are a pretty advanced metrics based team, and I could see um, we've got if Profar slides to first, then Tatis is a perfect left fielder. He's got the arm for it. Soto's yeah. Soto's lived in right field since his rookie season. They're not going to move him either. Um, I, you've got two athletic guys in left and center covering lots of ground. Hassan Kim is a top six, I believe, on uh, on B-War uh, as a defensive shortstop. You're not going to want to move him from there either. So you're looking at elite left side of the field, absolutely, because the errors went down significantly for Tatis when he was in the outfield. Um, plus the offense, like we're saying, I mean, we're looking at a team, to me, especially with the Dodgers losing Trey Turner. Uh, we're looking at a team that's going to compete for the NL West. Uh, we could see something like how the Giants and the Dodgers both won 100-plus games in 2021, uh, going back and forth all year with some great series in the regular season. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to, and it's making me really excited to watch some NL West baseball. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's uh, I, I remember, I mean, Tatis played a little bit of center field, uh, I feel like, last year. From what I remember, mm-hmm. I know there was a couple of errors that people talked about, but none of that can't be taught. I mean, the dude's clear athlete. Look at you look at Jordan. They literally taught him how to play love. And, and you're talking about the negative PR a little bit too. There aren't a lot of guys in any sport that you make exceptions for. You're looking at mm-hmm. the top, not even the one percent. We're looking at top, excuse me, oh one percent in just raw talent. Well, this is a kid. This kid, I. 23 maybe even younger Tati's yeah. um that's the kind of guy that you keep around regardless look at the michael jordans look at look at the kobe bryant so there have been plenty of athletes who don't get a bring negative pr to a team but also sports is a business world and, and a lot of business people pr is pr it doesn't matter if it's good or bad if they're talking about yeah. them they'll keep them and for that amount of talent 
you're going to keep somebody like Tatis and you're going to start him every day. He's not going to be riding the bench or DHing. There's just absolutely no way. Yeah, and I there was a lot of controversy going on whether or not you know his excuse for treating Ringworm was so out of right field that people are you know almost thought was he telling the truth? Because who? I mean, what a what a crazy excuse to come up with if you're lying about that. But people also I saw somewhere that um, if you know someone did an analytical on steroids and if someone wanted to take something cholesterol, I think is what it was called. Um, it's actually like not one of the preferred ones that like will give you the most output from a PED stance and um i believe is tatis is from the dominican republic yeah 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 um i think they were saying too that people down there you can get a like the the drugstore on the corner like it got it can get prescribed you know unlike uh here but i mean that it's still just a fail of communication overall with uh, you know, the team doctor should have been informed of what he's taken and stuff. So something went wrong somewhere, but I believe, yeah, it's not groundbreaking negative PR that's going to affect him or his legacy. He just, he messed up as a young kid and he's got to bounce back and respond to it. But, um, segueing and staying on to shortstops, Trey Turner, 11 year, 11 year contract for $300 million with the Phillies. And, I know Carlos Correa somewhere is upset because Xander and Turner taking kind of more longevity than, you know, AAV base. I don't know if Correa wants to stay with the twins, so I don't know how much that hurts him, but it, some people think it could help him. But um, one thing's for sure is the Phillies are scary. Really? You, you you really think so? I mean, so? dude, Gene Segura's got the clutch gene, but you slide Bry- what, Bryson Stott over to second and Trey Turner plays third. I mean, that's that starting nine is one of the dirtiest in baseball. Bryson Stott should, should be in there. Um, I think a guy with with those kinds of tools, you've got to at least give him the amount of time to come into his own that he deserves. Uh, just, I, I believe he got called up midseason last year. That's not enough time to make a decision. And you're looking at someone with, in my opinion, a higher ceiling than Gene Segura does. So my issue with the Phillies, okay, you've got you've got that Wheeler Nola one two. That's almost lockdown guaranteed. But I'm not a big believer in their bullpen. A lot of these guys uh, walk a lot of batters. They give up a lot of home runs. Um, you're looking at Bryce Harper being out at least half the season with uh, Tommy yeah. John. At best, he's DHing. So you're looking for – because let's be honest, Castellanos hasn't been that guy. You're looking for a right field replacement, right? Uh, to me, uh, Trey Turner, absolutely, in my eyes, the best shortstop in baseball. That's still the third best team in the NL East to me. I, I, I'm not buying what, what they're really? selling right now at all. See, yeah, yeah. I, I do believe the Mets and and the the Braves are are better teams. Even the Mets? even if the Braves lose, even if the Braves lose Dansby Swanson, I think that they're still better than the Phillies currently. I, as think, this, I think every day Dansby doesn't sign, he goes back. But that's just me personally. But I mean, which would be in, which would be scary for the rest I mean, of the yeah, league. The Braves are going to be that playoff team every year, but I am I am not buying what the Phillies are selling. I pre-ordered that six months ago. I mean, <laughs> Cassianos started turning up a little bit in the, in the in the playoffs. I know he he struck out a lot, but 
he struck out because he's playing the Astros. Like he had some clutch hits and I think he's going to figure it out next year is going to be a nice year for him. I mean, he's, he's the doubles man. He's a double machine. He better. Cause if not, the Phillies have literally the worst contract in baseball for, for Nick Castellanos there. He, I, something, something above 120 million. I think they saw, they paid him and he was a negative war player offensively and defensively not someone you want to have being paid that much I mean, money. Yeah. I, and he was one of my favorite players when he was on the Reds, but you know, hitters park, he stepped out of there. We saw that with Jesse Winker too this year. He moved to the, to the Mariners and, and couldn't put it together. I know it's not as simple as a ballpark. I mean, you're living in a new area. You've got to adjust to new time zones and things like yeah. that. But man, like these guys, these guys were elite hitters last year and he's someone that the Phillies really needed to produce because as far as outfield production offensively goes for the Phillies, uh, I believe they had a Drupal Habrera and they started, you're going to platoon him with Brandon Marsh. That says enough. And that's not to disrespect Brandon Marsh. Okay. He's, he's a great outfielder, Mm -hmm. but offensively, he's not someone that you feel comfortable. He's driving in a run a game. You're you're not, you're not comfortable with either of those guys doing that. So Castellanos was brought over to add some run production and did not pull through for them. And, that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, you've got a whole, to me, Reese Hoskins and Alec Bohm are still questionable. Um, J2 Amuto is a top three catcher in the oh, league. Hands down. I, I'm not going to, I'm not touching that guy. He's, he's an absolute demon. Um, and of course we've talked about Bryce Harper and Trey Turner, but outside of that, you, more holes in the lineup to really me than, not, than the New York you Yankees. You have not said his name yet. Schwarber? You're not going to list the guy who put a hole that's in the my, stadium? That's my fantasy goat. That's my fantasy goat. Him and him and Pete Alonso had had nuclear seasons. But Man, um, every time okay, he okay. stepped up to the plate uh, in the postseason, I'm sitting there on the couch just like wincing. Every time pitch got thrown. Biting my, biting oh, my he has one of the most aggressive swings I've ever seen in my life. And not, not Bryce Harper aggressive where it's just – I mean, Bryce Harper looks like he gets everything out of his body when he puts it into a swing. But Kyle Schwarber, when I say aggressive, it's like almost it's just so short and compact. And then his hands just get through really quick and he he can just hit anything. I would hate it's I'd hate to pitch it, to him. It's it's art like it's a, it's a leg twist plant and the hands explode yeah. and the ball flies 500 feet off yeah. his back it's beautiful you're right okay I, you know i missed i missed on the shorter part but my point still yeah. stands so then okay so reliable reliable phillies hitters we got schwarber who strikes out at a clip still above league average yes he hit 45 <laughs> home runs he was in the 40s i believe yeah. this season if i'm not mistaken bryce harper who's gonna be hurt half the year yeah. okay trey turner cannot do it all himself he's he's not nobody's like that in baseball anymore there's no barry bonds left aaron judge is the closest thing to it and shohei otani but he's not those guys that is not a <laughs> knock on him whatsoever because you're looking at otherworldly things when you're talking about Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani, things that we don't see in baseball on a regular basis. But yeah. outside of those guys and, and uh, uh, JT Romuto, where's the production offensively? I, I'm not seeing it. But I look at I look at the Braves. I'm looking at Acuna, who we, t- we talked about this a little before we started filming, right? Uh, in the Winter League, he's been turning mm-hmm. up. It's nice to see that. He's great for baseball. We got Michael Harris coming off a Rookie of the Year yeah. award. Um, half a season, hit above 300, 120-plus, OPS-plus. Um, 
You've got uh, Austin Riley really coming into his own. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see it. And now that he's hitting, I see it. I've seen it. Um, He was my fantasy goat this past season. Yeah, um, Matt Olson. To me, that lineup has way less holes, and that we haven't even touched the Mets. I mean, I mean, Lindor hit. Jeff McNeil won the batting title. Pete Alonso hit 130 RBIs and 40 plus home runs. Like they, if I could see the Mets picking up a a third baseman, maybe outfield. You got Marte. They re-signed Nimmo. 125 OPS plus the last five seasons. So underrated. And of course, the the one two punch of of uh, Verlander and Scherzer, who both had incredible regular seasons. If we're talking about who's going to run it for most of the year, I, we're not talking as much postseason baseball because things change when when elimination games are happening. But I I cannot see the Phillies finishing in the top two in the NL East. I, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Phillies, even though they had a crazy run, they made it to the World Series. They gave the Astros a bit of scare in the beginning. I would imagine because I was scared, but um, I just, I don't know. There is a lot left to be proven, but there's also so much that could surprise you with, you know, you know, the Mets are going to be playoff contenders. You know that the Braves are going to be playoff contenders. What you don't know is Rob Thompson getting a full year because he, he comes in halfway through, changes the culture, Phillies start winning. You know, they were heading in a really bad direction. Their bullpen was known for blowing games. And then all of a sudden, Rob Thompson comes to town. Bullpen starts becoming elite. You got guys like Alvarado, who, I mean, you know, he throws Dominguez. throws 100 plus, Sir Anthony. And if those guys keep performing on that level, it feeds into the other parts of the bullpen. Same, same side with the offense. You said you don't know where those holes are. Alec Bohm. I mean, he's starting. Questionable. He's questionable. questionable for me. But him, Bryson Stott, and Brandon Marsh, all, all, you know, Harper. Someone was talking about it the other day how Harper even got Bryson, or I'm combining names now. Harper got Brandon Marsh to start doing the two strike toe tap thing that Harper does, and said it started helping mm-hmm. him. So it's that. It's you see what culture can do for clubs like the Astros. The Astros are known, even though we're the number one villain in baseball, because everyone hates us for 2017. They yeah. have some of the best culture out of all Part of baseball. Of that is, it's owning that. Part of that is owning exactly. that. Right? They said, okay, we're the villains. We're going to keep winning, though. Exactly. Like, we're, we'll be all scapegoats, sure. And we're going to hate that half the league. I mean, you know, I'm a Yankees fan first, always. I was born in New York, but... I live in the Houston area. I, I see the Astros more than anything else. And, and I cannot believe like the way they went about handling uh, successfully. We can say at this point off a world series title, successfully handling the handling the villain role and uh, the negative press and, and the treatment from other teams in the league. Like quite frankly, baseball isn't a disease or sorry, cheating isn't a disease in baseball. I almost said that flipped, but um, the Yankees, uh, the, the, I don't remember what the name of the article was. There was an official article published about an investigation from Major League Baseball um, about the Yankees and Apple Watches and and the Red Sox also uh, doing some messy things that same year. So it's 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 frustrating for me because people want to discredit this team that said, okay, like y'all wrote the narrative, we're going to focus on winning to shut that down and yet people still don't want to give it to them yeah, it's ridiculous i mean yeah you've got guys like i think chris sale came out uh and and said like 
it's five years ago and we're still talking about this. Like, come on, those guys aren't just, you know, basically doing what they're doing because they're, you know, can't play and they got to cheat. It's like, and people who still call us cheaters after, well, we won, we won it legit this year, but a plethora of those players that were on that 2017 team were not there this year. So it just, and it proves that, you know, it, I would say it's a dynasty at this point. Because I've heard a lot of talk about how Astros are favored to just run it back in 2023. I mean, Jose Abreu. I was about to say, like, I've got that. That's, oh that's, a top three, that's a top three oh, most impactful yeah. signing for me. You're looking at there was a questionable offensive production position during the regular season. You agree, I really stepped it up in the playoffs. People who weren't paying attention too much don't even know. He didn't strike out until the World Series, I think, game three yeah game two of the world series um but you're looking at a guy who doesn't strike out much like he fits the bill of the astros right we have guys with with two strike approaches who don't strike out a lot they put the ball in play and and they still hit for power and in a right-handed hitters park too and this guy won an mvp for a reason he he hasn't really hit that that point that he did in 2020, right? The COVID season, but he hasn't also really dipped. Like you can't really say that he's not uh, an elite run producer in baseball. So you're looking at a top three offense that picks up an elite run producing first baseman and is probably going to get a healthy Brantley, healthy Michael Brantley. Um, Jordan's going to love the rest, right? He had some injury trouble during the year. As good as he was, we were missing him for a few months in there. And and he had his slumps because I believe it was a wrist thing. Um, it's scary. If I was every other baseball GM, like what the Padres are doing, I love what they're doing. Shell out the money because there's ground to be made up against a team like the Astros. And they, they dominated everybody they played in the postseason. It, it really wasn't much of a contest in the American League. No, yeah. Every other series was good except for the ones where the Astros were playing somebody. Yeah. I mean, I thought for a second there that we were gonna we were gonna sweep the Phillies too especially that was it the first game that tucker went tucker, tucker hit, two, hit home two home runs and we're up six in three to, innings oh five and then man the phillies just didn't die so i mean the astros i mean point blank the the astros the al is the astros to lose and it's theirs until they lose it i mean mm-hmm. you know i don't really see anybody else taking it from them except maybe the mariners um if they have a insane season, but I still think they're maybe a couple years out from really putting together a team that, you know, successfully will compete with Houston on that level. The Rangers are a couple years out from that, but speaking of them, man, DeGrom, five years, 185 mil with an opt-in for six. Mm-hmm. I, I like the way we're jumping around here because I wanted to say, so we touched on Abreu, we touched, we touched on Bogarts, we touched on Trey Turner, right? Yeah. Give me two other names. I, I, I'm assuming DeGrom's going to be one of them, but who are the other biggest free agent signings? Because I feel like this season, the scope of the league is changing a lot. I mean, we're looking at the ALS beat, excuse me, the AL West being one of the most elite divisions in baseball yeah. to me right now. Um, you know, who to give me two more, who you got? I mean, judge that's apparent, but yeah, okay. um, yeah. besides him, Verlander, I mean, that's another big one. And, and Brandon Nemo's pretty big. I mean, that's a sizable contract and he's, 
he slept on. He's like, he's, he's, he's a Kyle Tucker. I mean, dude's elite. Not a lot of people really know him. Um, it was, I just, I just got done watching a video from dinner, uh, where, uh, fuzzy on YouTube was saying that he drives a Nissan Altima. This man is making millions of dollars and he drives a Nissan Altima because he said it makes him humble. Um, and, but no, nah, Aaron Judge, I mean, yeah, those those contracts are huge. Dude, him, he played it smart. He had everybody thinking that he was going to the Giants and really seeing what he did now, it kind of looks like he knew he was worth more than the Yankees' first offer. And so he went, talked to San Francisco, got their offer, what they were going to pay him. And then the Yankees kind of matched it because, I mean, I imagine either way, tax in both those states for those contracts are going to be pretty high but i i imagine it's higher in california than it is in new york but i i'm not too sure one of one of the only places that it's higher than new york is california i think in the whole country um you know what's what's interesting too we were talking about the padres a little bit that's the only team that outbid the yankees it was it was a a shorter term contract i believe they offered him 410 million dollars that's it yeah Oh yeah, well, low key, right? I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna steal that guy, everybody knew how much he loves New York. Um, he is basically the next coming of Derek Jeter. Do you right? think he... as far as aligning that culture goes? So you got to pay somebody like that, like four fifty, to me, if you're gonna steal him away from a place like Bronx. Do you think he's the next captain? hundred uh, percent. I would be shocked if he doesn't get the title going into the regular season, really? especially the, the expectations the Yankees are setting themselves up for. You know, I'm I'm big on Yankees Twitter, um, spend a lot of time on there, and I'm seeing a lot of talks about the GM saying that there are big things coming. I mean, we're looking at extremely controversial signing of Carlos Correa. Um, I know the Yankees are all in on Carlos Rodon. That has been said from yeah. from from the top of the chain. Um, you know, we're looking at with healthy Severino too. Dude, this yeah. is a completely different rotation. If if we get a return to form from Nesta Cortez, because we saw the Yankee effect with him, which slices both ways, right? You have guys like Joey Gallo who come over and the lights are too bright. You know, <laughs> they they're like, I I can't cut it here. And then you have guys yeah. like Nestor who've never pitched below a three and a half, four ERA in their career and come over and are in Cy Young contention. Um, we have a case like that. You know, if we get Benintendi back and Matt Carpenter is healthy, I don't know. I don't actually don't know if he's still playing and that, that really could have been a fluky streak. I'm not even going to lie, yeah. but you got to believe in, in that kind of WRC plus he was, <laughs> when he was playing, he was the best hitter in baseball. I mean, I, I personally haven't heard anything with him. I know, Boone threw him in for a couple ABs in the postseason to try to get something going, and it didn't really go well. But um, no, I've, I mean, talk about it. What a stash, too, man. I mean, <laughs> that is Magnum PI to the max, but mm-hmm. not um, much love for Carpenter. But uh, yeah, what a story. I know, but no, I mean, the Yankees, we were, I was just talking about that with Joe on Xbox. They are going to be scary, especially if they land, if they land Rodon. I mean, they got two lefties in that lineup. They got Cole. He gives up the long ball, but he's still an elite pitcher. Um, Led the league in home runs. We have three players leading the league in home runs. Sorry. That's yeah. just my favorite Yankee stat. Yeah. I mean, 
Severino's, you know, injuries and stuff, but seems to be back up to his velocity and doing well. So the stuff looks good. We we'll saw see. that a little at the end of the year. We'll see, but I will. I know you're a Yankees fan, but I will always cheer against the Yankees, man. Uh, you know what? Feel the fire. That's all I have to say. <laughs> just, just feel the fire. It's gonna make it's gonna make the victory so much sweeter. I'm telling you. Hey, who we've got been swept? Waiting, we've been we've been waiting a long time. We've who been waiting a long time. I'm still waiting. I've been waiting a long time. Okay. I knew. Listen, if you were a real Yankees fan and you're not just like, or sorry, you know what? Let me preface. If you're a fan of baseball and you're a Yankees fan and you don't let your Yankees bias cloud your judgment. You knew we were getting swept. Like Josh Donaldson is our star. Josh Donaldson is our starting third baseman, and you know what? I loved the guy for a long time, but yeah. he he hit the Yankee effect. He yeah he regressed immensely. He was at least above a league average or right at a league average hitter last year in his old age. It wasn't that man. He's just, Some guys just come to New York and can't cut it. They really can't. Yeah. He's just getting too old for his swing, man. Like that's oh, that's yeah. what worries me about Harper. One day is, I mean, Harper's elite, but like Harper has such a violent swing. I just hope one day his body doesn't give out on him, and he can't. Because I mean, look at I think it's the eyes for Donaldson. I think that's what we could see with Harper too. Yeah, but look at look at uh, what happened to Bellinger. I mean, he he's in he's in talk for a one year seventeen point five mil deal with the Cubs. Good for him, but back injuries i mean and he has a really aggressive swing some people say he's a hole in his swing but i mean you know people are still taking a chance on him because he was that guy in 2019 and what was he rookie of the year in 2017 and mm-hmm. um but it's it's like him he's just such a violent swing and you just never know if they're gonna get back to that level of playing so i would i don't know with josh donaldson man like I don't know. I'd, ch- I'd say chalk it. Yankees fan here, throw him to the wolves. IKF should be playing third. I would literally rather have him playing third every day than Josh Donaldson. Okay, yeah. We've got so much young talent. You know, you one thing you touched about, you were talking about the Yankees culture a little bit. Yeah. Why are we the only team in baseball that doesn't play our young players? Why us? I know we've got the money, but when you're at a point where you're not paying for better talent, at least try out the talent that's homegrown. I mean, Jason Dominguez, I believe, was was an MVP for uh, the the playoffs in AAA. Oh yeah, that dude's uh, a stud. Is he's, a stud. He's, he's gonna have a good career. He's gonna have an amazing career. Uh, we got Oswald Peraza, you know, top top twenty prospect by MLB Pipeline, I believe too. Yeah. Um, for shortstop, literally one of our biggest holes. Didn't come up to the end of the year, and then we didn't play, and we played our utility guy, which I love as Waldo Cabrera. To be honest, I think he fits the, the team great. But we have so much better talent just waiting, and it's like, what are y'all waiting for? You know. So if you have all that better talent waiting, though, and you're talking about young guys bring up, you know, Jason Dominguez and all this young talent, why are you wanting to bring in Correa for shortstop then? I think because the villain role fits him. I think he's the kind of guy who's going to love the bright lights. He's never shied away from the moment. We saw it as as Astros fans. He he lives and breathes that. And, you know, I think there would be some contention a little bit because of his personality and the kind of leadership role he likes to take wherever he goes. We saw it, not issues with the Twins, but we saw him step into that position quite yeah. seamlessly with the Twins because, I mean, it could have been Buxton perhaps, but he doesn't play enough, I think, for the players to really rally behind that. Um, 
where you're looking at a, I don't even think that's a real question. You're looking at a top five offensive shortstop, elite defender, plays every day. He's had no injury problems since I want to say 2019. Could yeah. be even longer than that since he had really serious injury issues, which is something the Yankees really struggle with. But you got guys like Stanton going out every other week, right? Um, yeah. I think I think if we're going to pay for anybody left in the shortstop market, Dansby Swanson is still ascending. We can buy someone in his prime, and it would be Carlos Correa. We could buy someone who's going to be playing his best baseball from day one, and that's the kind of firepower the Yankees need right now. Yes, we could take the time to develop Peraza. Yes, he would fit in great. But we also could sit here and slide Correa over to third. We could slide Peraza over to third. Cabrera, Oswaldo Cabrera, plays everywhere. He literally played first base uh, oh, no. while he was I mean, there. Y'all got options, but I don't know. It's the Yankees, you know, they have that reputation of we can buy anyone. That's why they're, you know, supposed to the whole fan base. They want a World Series every year. They want a World Series, biggest market in baseball. They're going to go get who they want. But if you're talking about letting the young guys play, why don't you call it Volpe? Let him play short. Let him try it out, you know? It baffles me to this day, man. There's there's at least three names I can think of. I, I, we said them all. Dominguez, Peraza, Anthony Volpe. These guys deserve to play. Volpe, I think, hasn't... You could correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't think he's made it out of double-A yet. I think there's still one of them. It could also be uh, Peraza. I think that's why he didn't start when he came up. But... Um, I, the Yankees, it's not its not part of their style. I, I think we've got a very hard-headed uh, and prideful front office and higher-ups. And, I mean, we saw that this year. They died by Josh Donaldson. They really did. Yeah. I watched this guy take, like, five change-ups down the middle in the American <laughs> League Championship Series in, in hitter's counts. Like, yeah. my brother in Christ, swing the baseball bat, please. <laughs> please, just, just swing it. Do something other than watch because you're clearly not seeing it properly. They, they really – they really are like that. IKF played the entire season. And I, and you know what? I'll be honest. I don't hate IKF. I don't. But we have glaring issues with the offensive production. And we've got three guys who are tearing it up with with elite tools. Almost all of them are five-tool players. Well, you've also and forgot we about – give them a chance. You've also forgot about uh, DJ LeMayhew. I mean, he was hurt. Oh no, but... no! I will not forget about DJ LeMahieu. My man, my man deserved uh, utility player of the year award, in my opinion. Yeah. Before he got hurt, um, was an elite defender everywhere. We were sliding him over at first, and was was hitting like at a a one thirty one twenty OPS plus clip uh, before he went out. And to me, that was that was our only saving grace. If we got him back before. If we got him in stride back before the postseason kicked off, I was like, maybe we have a chance of, of knocking a game or two off the Strohs. But otherwise, I can't see this lineup putting anything together against that rotation. Yeah. and I mean, to wrap it up in a bow, Yankees, they're good on paper. Let's see how they perform in October. But in other news, Hall of Fame ballot just went through recently. Mr. Fred McGriff got into the Hall of Fame. Good for him. Mm. How do you feel? Do you like that? Do you, do you, you know, looking at the um, members, what do you think? 
you know, some people were saying how that, uh, you know, it's always going to be the case with the the Bonds and the Clements and because, you know, they're controversial because of the steroid era. But um, some people are saying that they were surprised with this choice. I think it. I think it's a good choice. I mean, dude has 52 war. He's a 284 batting average. And the dude almost hit 500 home runs in the league. And you're not going to put him in? And we're also looking at a, a a ball player with a long career, right? Which the voters love, but excuse me. More importantly, his peak, his peak seasons were immense. Um, over forty home runs, I believe, a few times. And I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't have his page up right now, but um, just an absolutely gargantuan peak player. He was one of those guys that at his best, you're pitching around him if there's runners on base. Uh, those are the kinds of guys to me that that deserve it. You don't have to to always be a Roger Clemens or a Barry Bonds to me to get in there, especially because that's not really what the Hall of Fame is anymore. I think at some point it was like, oh, really only the best of the best are getting here. But at some point you run out of guys like that. And then when we did start running out of guys like that, the guys who were left, to be quite frank, the old heads don't like there's the steroid taint for most of them and you know a plethora of other scandals like they it became so picky and and to me fred mcgriff was kind of like a a baseball purist like he did it and and did it relatively taintless throughout his career so um guys like that deserve it i i'm happy for him and i would love of course i'd love to see roger clemens get in and barry bonds get in i grew up watching him be just an absolute menace and he made going to and watching giants games so exciting but um you know what are you gonna do the, the writers the writers they have their reasons for not voting guys like that whether i agree for them or not agree with them or not it's not me making the vote so um what are you gonna do? I'm still I'm still happy. I think Fred McGriff definitely deserves it. Yeah, I mean, congrats to him. Mr. McGriff, if you're ever for some reason listen to this podcast, I doubt you will, but congrats. We are proud of you. But yeah, yeah big honor, t- man. Baseball <laughs> immortality. Tossing it over to the Mets, you know, pains me to see him go. But oh yeah, Astros. Mr. Astros fan. Astros must be watching some Harry Potter, man, because when a phoenix dies, another one is born. And what happens when 40-year-old man who is a freak of nature leaves town, Mr. Hunter Brown, emerges from the ashes, little mini JV. And I am so stoked that he's going to get his chance next season to start playing. I love Verlander. Five ring or five rings, five years, two rings with Houston. He came to Houston, did his job. Um, you know, I wish, I wish he would have taken the J Ram approach. Maybe taken a little bit, you know, of a pay cut. Stayed in Houston. That's why I love J Ram, best player ever. But um, good for him. I mean, he chased the bag two years, eighty six million with a third year vesting option. That is. I mean, at 39, huge money, huge. And I would say unheard of and unprecedented. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I think Scherzer got a pretty similar deal too when, when the Mets paid him. Um, But honestly, I love it on both ends. I think the Astros were really smart to let him walk. Um, Yes. He was a tank in the regular season, um, but we're looking at a guy who knows he's on the cusp of, 
maybe in his eyes, he's not going to retire soon, but to baseball eyes, he's retiring soon. And you're going to win a Cy Young at age 39 and come off a World Series ring. Your value is probably never going to be higher. So if you can get a bag from another team, that's at least a contender, right? Nobody wants to just pitch their days for the motherfucker. Colorado Rockies okay like <laughs> right that's not that's not happening for a guy like Justin Verlander yeah. but um you know he saw his own value he took it and the Astros I mean they even saved money on Abreu to me they're they're still big dogs in the free agent hunt because they let him walk you're, you're oh yeah you're looking at a yeah. bullpen signing you're probably looking at a big bat coming up and all of that is because the Astros let him walk so uh, win-win both on both ends I, yeah. I think that was probably the best win-win deal we've seen so far in the free agency i'd agree i mean astros are on a very interesting issue whenever you have you know garcia too much good pitching like he he pitched he pitched that war of attrition with the mariners that was a legendary game and basically went a full start in that game but other than that i don't think he even pitched the rest of the postseason i know Urquidy came in whenever McCullers got shelled in what game three of the World Series, but I mean, yeah, but like whenever you have a guy, you know, that has good stats like Garcia and Urquidy, and they can't even get innings because there's too much pitching. Not even, not even talking about the bullpen. We're talking about the starters. Our starters. The bull, the bullpen is another. We move starters to our bullpen because li- we have literally. too much starting pitching. Literally, the the and and for y'all that don't know, that might be a little tripped up that Billy's switching sides and talking about no, the Astros. Please. He is a little bit of a hybrid. He likes the Astros as well as the Yankees, and we forgive him for that. I'm just but, listen, listen, I'm listeners. I'm a baseball purist. I love good baseball, and I refuse to be biased. But I was born in New York, and that's where my family's from. I'm going to root for him first. But if you're someone who loves baseball, how can you not look at what the Astros do and be impressed and want to support that? Uh, they reload. Literally, they're saying we we don't we don't buy new people. We just reload. They have the talent ready. Um, they have some yeah. young gun who's looking to prove himself. Look at Jeremy Pena. Look at Jordan Alvarez. Oh. I, I love Correa. I love him. Uh, we, you don't need him. I was sad to see, sad to see him go, but I know, like as much as he could say, good for him, man, good for him. Mm-hmm. Pass the torch. Yeah, I know deep down inside there was some part of him that was watching what Jeremy Pena was doing in the postseason, and he had a little bit of FOMO, Shedding just m- missing the guys, you know, and it's tough. I mean, good for Carlos Gray for chasing the bag, but. I bet I, I imagine me in that situation, it would sting a little bit, you know, because you you, ha- you have this this confidence and this ego that comes natural in baseball that, you know, you want to be the best at your position. And I feel like whenever he left and Jeremy Pena comes in, does his thing, wins, you know, ALCS MVP, World Series MVP. Would have probably won Rookie of the Year MVP had it not been for um, Julio Rodriguez. Mr. J. Rod show. Yeah, oh my but, lord. Um, I know a part of it with Cray is like you know, damn, like I maybe like they didn't really need me after all. You know, there has to be a little bit of that feeling. Not saying he's not a great player, but almost kind of like anybody's dispensable in Houston because. The culture and just everyone's so good that being around people who are good, you're going to be better. 
That, you know? And that's great for the team too. I mean, you're you're looking at players who are hungry and want to prove themselves and and shaping their game up after old greats like we we talked about hunter brown right who literally says he shaped his game after verlander look at his pitching mechanics if you if you're a baseball fan you probably follow pitching ninja you had to have seen the videos of their delivery being damn near identical throws just a little bit of a harder slider um pena saying he he shaped some of his game and his approach at the plate after carlos correa so um that is nothing but a winning culture um it also squeezes the best out of the players it could it could lead to some at worst regret right like you're saying Korea could probably sit there and say oh I wish I was still there but he was only in that position to get that much money because of that kind of culture so it'd be a little it'd be a little backhanded to me you got you kind of got to take that off the chest which I respect him he did I mean he had to interview the guy when he won the world series MVP and it was nothing but love from what I could tell so yeah um but yeah, I mean, Asher is going to be good for a long time, especially if, you know, they missed out on Contreras. They're going to go back to the one, two with Vasquez and Maldonado, which is interesting. If they keep but, Vasquez, we still, we still don't know. I, but I think especially with Contreras signing a big deal, um, they're going to, they're going to probably make some moves to have some offensive production behind the plate like that. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is confirmed. You're correct. But Ben linked to Vasquez and, also linked to Mr. Benatendi. It's not happening. We need you know, Yankees fan here. We need him. He's not going anywhere. If, if it would be okay, listen to me. It would be the greatest travesty our front office has committed if we let a lefty base running contact above average defender walk. He's literally on our team right now. He, there's no minimum offer for him. Please pay that guy. Like, oh my god, I, I, that I is think exactly. They let him walk. No, if they do, they're idiots, and we're not winning anything for like the next ten years. It doesn't matter how good Aaron Judge is because we have too many guys that just strike out like crazy. We have too many guys who aren't elite defenders who don't run the bases. We can't win with this formula. It has to have been proven by now where 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 does he fit in, in the field because you have john carlo is he gonna yes. dh just keep him off the field please please keep him <laughs> off the field throw judge hey, back he and came right. in, he came into the game and made a nice play okay, but bro. ben Tenney makes that play standing up okay bader plays center we put judge in right where he belongs he was a great yeah. center fielder though i'm not even gonna he could play center if we needed him to let stan yeah. rest He's too injury prone to be playing the field that much. I don't know. People, I see people say like, oh, he hits better when he's playing in the field. Okay, but he plays more when he's not in the field. So what are you going to take? You know what I mean? Like we're looking at a, a, a three true outcome guy anyways. There's no two ways to yeah. slice it. So I'd rather have him get more at-bats. If we're looking at this purely from a probability standpoint, more at-bats equals more runs. I, I need that. Yeah, that would that would be nice. If if he came back, though, he's going to be an orange. He's going to be an orange. We need lefties bad, so bad. But he's going to be in the orange in the spring. I'm just going to say. What do you Um, you mean? I think he's going to be in the orange. He's going to be in the age. Oh my god. I think I we let click go. I think Jim Crane is on. You know, he, he is on that mattress Mac spinning spree. 
and I think it's going to work. If I could see but, him robbing anybody who needs to stay where they're at, I could see it being pro far. I could not see it being Benintendi. I, I think he's going to get too much money from the Yankees. Guys, why Billy wallows in his Yankee sorrows, I'm going to go get my computer charger because I was unprepared and my Mac is on 5%. Oh, so y'all can listen to Billy's tears about Benintendi leaving for a couple minutes while I go get my charger. He's not leaving um, at all. But um, one thing I'm going to start talking about because I've got the floor right now and I really want to hear Jared's takes on this. Um, we're looking at a bunch of new rules being implemented in baseball. I think this is... I think this is the first time that there have been some major rule changes like this. could be wrong about that. Um, but I think the lack of shift, uh, pitch clock, bigger bases are going to uh, allow for offensive numbers to be even higher than they were. Um, I think it's going to help fix the gargantuan shift towards the two outcomes that baseball is taking right now. Because, yes, people love that ball flies far, but pitching has become so good now. Um, you're looking at even a – a bottom three team in a division's got two or three guys out of the bullpen that throw a 15 inch breaking 100 mile per hour sinker um, and can lock down for two innings. So, with that being said, I would love to get Jared's takes on who he thinks the front runners for uh, MVP are. I am Kyle Tucker. You stole my take. Um, I want <laughs> I want to start with the American League because I'm more well versed there. To be honest. Corey Seager, I think, could run away with it. Him and oh no, yeah, he's he's going to be him and Jordan Alvarez were the unluckiest players in baseball last year. I don't remember the name of the stat. I know it exists on Baseball Reference. Oh, expected batting average led the league in stride in expected batting average, just ripping the ball to the right side of the field. Um, Kyle Tucker. On the note of the bigger bases, we're looking at it's you have an easier time stealing bases and it's also safer. There's less hesitation. You're, you're removing some of the mental issue with stealing bases as well as quite literally physically making it easier for runners to steal bases. And Kyle Tucker is, uh, I guess the best comparison I could make the Carlos Beltran type, not really known for the speed, but has an amazing brain for the game and steals at an elite efficient rate, absolutely uh, in the top 5% of efficient base dealers in baseball. We're going to be looking at a 30-30 season from Kyle Tucker next year. In fact, I'm going to coin it now. Uh, I'm predicting a 30-30 season and at least top 10 in MVP voting because he's still kind of slept on, but he has an elite right field uh, defensively as well. Uh, and then I think with them two and Jordan going to make big strides with the lack of shift. I still think Judge and Otani. Look at what they're look at look at yeah. what Otani's doing. I, th- I think that's your top five for AL MVP voting right there. And I'd love to hear who you got. I, I, I have a little sleeper pick. Um, a lot of mine are the same. I think you know Kyle Tucker and Corey Seager. They were shifted at or shifted on. You know they were in the 90th percentile for the whole league. Um, I think those are two breakout guys. I think two of my, you know, more hotter takes, at least from the AL MVP. Um, dude, I think J-Rod just keeps going off next year. I mean, apart from the Astros shutting down the Mariners and their offense, J-Rod honestly really didn't get shut down that much. He still hit and he hit pretty mm-hmm. well. He, he figured it out. <laughs> he hit a couple like a month. Yeah. 
And, you know, look out for J-Rod. He can make a sneaky run. I think another player who could almost revert back to his prime might still be in his prime, if some want to say, um, and will benefit from the shift is Anthony Rizzo. I mean, he's a you know he's a pull hitter, he's a lefty, crowds the plate, but you know those those hard liners in the right field that get snagged by a guy playing you know deep second, shallow right, they're going to be base and he, hits. And he's got and, a great approach too. I mean, he's going to benefit a lot. Yeah, like the strikeout numbers were up a wee bit, but still elite in in most uh, offensive perspectives and. A lot of those extended ABs end in him lining out to a sec- a second baseman in right field, right? So in shallow right field. Yeah. So um, no, that's that's great. I I would love to see that, man. Let me tell you, if I got if I got two MVP contenders on the Yankees this year, I'm just gonna go ahead and scratch my back, man. That's that sounds wonderful. Yeah, that's okay. I'll give you two MVP contenders as long as Ben Ben wearing orange and in, in, in April. Yeah, whatever. So. Good, good. Well, uh, you know, I would, I'd love to wrap this up. Uh, if you're down, I, we got to save some stuff for for future episodes too. Um, but one thing I, I really wanted to touch on because it's something I've been talking about with a lot of my family members who are is super into baseball. Um, what's the best division in baseball right now? You know, we 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 saw a lot of major stars not only get signed uh, at the deadline last year, right, and a lot of them have yet to break out, but um this free agency the winter meetings have been insane um i feel like right now we're gonna see the national league pennant come out of the nl west and i think in the american league we're gonna see it come out of the al west American League is AL West, and there's there is no other. I think people option. are sleeping I mean, on the Rangers. I really do. The, no, the uh, you know I think the Rangers are still a couple years out, but if they put it together, they could be scary. And then the Mariners, obviously, but it's just the juggernaut of the Astros. It's but to lose, right? But the Mariners played great baseball. We saw it. Um, the Rangers are making moves. They picked up the pitching. The hitting broke out last year at the end of the year. Um, Nathaniel Lau is the f- truth. That guy is so underrated. He was like a uh, top five offensive hitter off of lefties. And then everybody else in the list was a right-handed hitter. That says enough about how nasty Nathaniel Lau is. Adolis Garcia uh, stayed stayed on the field, put up an above-average season. Um, I'd love to see Simeon find stride. And then you're looking at a team with Seager, um, Jonah Heim, you know, playing playing great baseball at least defensively so far. I, I've got some faith in in his offensive tools. I, I think the AL West is going to really shock some people next year, especially too. I mean, the Angels are never. You got a team with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. You can say they're bad all you want, and I will do it too because I think they should both be freed from that franchise. But if they're if a team with those two guys are the fourth best team in the division, that's the best division in baseball for me. I think I think we're going to look at some yeah. insane baseball from the AOS this season. Yeah, and Lau Lau definitely. I feel like also 
on the top of my head. I can't remember or not. I think he was shifted against quite yes, a bit as yeah. well. Um, so, you know, his numbers are just going to go up from the rule change. But um, NL, I don't know, man. I just, I think it's, it's going to be <laughs> the East. <laughs> I think it's the East, you know, if, if, History repeats itself. The Astros are going to be playing the Marlins in October for some reason. Because we've had three out of we've had three of those teams meet us in the World Series in the past five years. So Sandy Alcantara is going to turn into Shohei Otani. Sandy Altar, uh, Sandy Alcantara is going to go get a procedure done this offseason where he's literally going to become RoboCop and he's just going to pitch every single he's outing. He's going to like John Carlos Stanton and and pitch like Randy yeah. Johnson. I, he basically already does, dude. He he's doing Nolan stuff that is not natural mm-hmm. and unheard of in our day and age. People don't do oh, that. No, he nobody's committed to pitching like that anymore. Course. But yeah, guys, we are going to try to keep this around an hour. Me and Billy do have some stuff that we didn't get to, but we didn't know how this was going to go. It was, it was our first try. Um, if you made it this far, we thank you for tuning yeah, in you with us. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. And we need we, we need something to, something to call our fans. I don't know. We haven't we haven't gotten that far yet, but our, our podcast is called Between the Seams. Hopefully it'll be on Spotify, maybe Apple um i gotta figure out how to do that to be honest but um you know if you're wanting to learn baseball stay in baseball easy way um mom <laughs> if you're listening i love oh you <laughs> hey, you know what my mom said she would listen so, so you know what i hope i hope she feels like she can hey. talk ball with, with her uh teacher friends now um and, and you know for the, for the yeah. people listening I, I would love um i'm not too sure how interactions work um i don't think this works like youtube on, if it's on Spotify where we have a comment section. Um, but feel free to drop things you want us to talk about um, or contact any of us on our social medias with those things. I would love to hear from listeners uh, who y'all think the top five most impactful free agent signings are. Uh, if you have any early MVP predictions, as well as what's your new favorite division in baseball? Who do you think is the best one to watch right now? Where where are our, uh, our pennant winners coming out of? And I, I would love to have discussions with some people in the replies with that. Yeah. Let us know guys, be active. This is a place where you can learn, stay in the know because it is between the seams, but what Billy, should I, should I hit him with a guitar solo outro or should I just end it right we can here? Sing Christmas carols or you can end it right here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I'm going to click the end <laughs> button. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to try to do installments maybe yeah, once yeah. a week. We don't Come necessarily back, know yet. Us, uh, next um, week for sure. Yeah, but we will keep you all updated, and we wish you all a great rest of your weekend or week or whenever you listen to this. So peace and love, Good guys. Night.